Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rob Talks podcast. Now, this is episode 19, and today's episode is going to be all about how we can control our emotions. Now, don't worry, I'm going to dive more into that because just as a title, it's quite, I find that it's quite a interesting conversation that you get a lot of differing opinions and you even get differing opinions within psychology because the definitions of emotions and of feelings are in some ways vague. That's why I found at least from researching and looking into psychology that it seems to be that there are forms of definitions, but they're always tiptoeing on each other and they can cross over and they can cross boundaries. But ultimately, I want to speak about how the emotions that we feel in our lives or the feelings that we feel within our lives and the difference between them and emotions and consequently how we can control our emotions. So I think the easiest place to start is to start with definitions, to try and show you how there is a difference slightly between feelings and emotion. So a feeling, a feeling is defined as the perception of events within the body. So how your body and in a sense, your mind, but also with your nervous system and all the different parts of your body is then perceiving something that is happening to you. So that could be an event that you're currently in, if you're in a kind of fight or flight situation, or even if something around you has uh, happened that is quite I don't know, emotional in some senses. And so that can then invigorate you both mentally, but also within your body. And that's a feeling. Then the definition of an emotion, emotion is a strong feeling deriving from one's circumstances or mood or relationship with others. And so emotion is slightly different. And we have to understand that in terms of that emotion comes after feeling. So we feel something as humans, we feel sad, or we put the word sad to what we're feeling internally, or we feel happy, or we feel angry. But then consequently, the emotion that we then perceive from that feeling is in fact in control with ourselves. And we don't always realize this. We, we live in a world where we prefer to kind of go to snap judgments. We like to react rather than respond. So, for example, in a scenario of where somebody is challenging you, it's a lot easier for you to just snap back at them, to continue an argument, to really feel take that feeling of anger that you've got and kind of put it out to the world and put it on the person that you're talking to. And this can be the same with sadness in terms of feeling sad with others and and really spreading how you're feeling of that sadness to others because of just the way that you're dealing with that sadness feeling. And it can even happen with happiness. So even as something as simple as that, the way you're dealing with the feeling of happiness that you have inside, you're smiling. And then that smile makes others smile or just maybe just the way that you're talking is more uplifting it's more positive it's more joyous and that then consequently makes others feel a similar way that's something which i always find is amazing with humans we always do things and we react in a certain way and that can then make others react in another similar way 
And that links quite nicely to a previous podcast episode, if you want to check it out, that I spoke about all to do with being nice to others and the kind of domino effect that can come from that. But we'll make sure we don't tail off down that route. But essentially, we have to understand that we are in control. I've said before on this podcast, and it is true as I can tell you, we can control our happiness. We can control our sadness. We can control our anger. We can control all these emotions that come from us. Because what happens is is you have the feeling and then the emotion comes afterwards. So it's all about this point here of how do you deal with the response? So when you are happy, how do you deal with that? Is it that you're going to smile? Is it that you're going to go and do a good deed? Or is it that with sadness that you're going to, for example, cry? Or if you're going to kind of spread the sadness by talking to others about it, whatever it may be, because there are so many rabbit holes that you can go down with this. We have to understand that the feeling is different to the emotion and we can control the emotion. And I think that it's particularly interesting and notable to understand this in the context of mental health and mental well-being. Because a lot of the time, when you are in a dark space, for example, you take a lot of the feeling and the feeling really kind of plows you down and makes you feel even worse. It makes you have even worse feelings. Because you take the initial feeling of feeling depressed or feeling down or feeling anxious and you let it perpetuate and it then makes that overall feeling of being depressed even worse. Or that overall feeling of anxiousness that may have started as something really small can then overtake your body entirely. And there is an element of that that we can control in terms of our emotion and how we respond to the feeling. There's something quite interesting that you can find out um, that psychologists have spoken about, which is to do with of where we can actually trick our minds in terms of how we take a feeling and then react to it. So this was shown of how, for example, if you were in an aeroplane and there was turbulence and the aeroplane is shaking loads and loads and loads, naturally you have a fear, you have a feeling of feeling fearful or feeling kind of scared internally. But then how you act externally can be entirely up to you. You can perpetuate that feeling of anxiousness and fearfulness by saying certain sentences which are negative and saying certain things that then make you feel worse or even just doing things that you know are going to make you feel worse by crying and that's because crying a lot of the time is always put towards a negative emotion so that's why or even if it's just something as simple as that you're gripping someone's hand that you're holding because you're feeling turbulence and you're thinking that you're going to die But it's been shown in psychology that, in fact, in that situation, you can trick your brain. You can, in fact, if you say to yourself enough of that, this is exciting, this is really enjoyable, this is actually fun, you can take a situation from where you're going through turbulence in an aeroplane, which can be quite scary, and you can think that you're going to end up in a crash or that the plane is going to crash down. So then all of a sudden you think you're on a roller coaster. You think that you're having the time of your life because the plane's going really fast and the turbulence is shaking you up and down just like a roller coaster you used to go on when you were a kid. 
it's that sort of thing. And we can trick our brains in doing that and being able to react differently. And that's what we can do with our emotions. And I wanted to speak about this also from my own personal experience, my own experience of when I've struggled with my mental health. I eventually realized that it was a case of that I could have some form of control. Yes, you feel depressed. Yes, you feel anxious. But I was able to, for one, take actions to reduce that feeling. But more importantly, as an initial baby step, I could have control of how I was going to react. So, for example, and this links quite nicely to my previous podcast episode to do with self-reliance. For example, when I felt depressed, I would then look to how I could react differently. I could try and react more positively and kind of be like, don't worry, Rob, even just as an affirmation in my head. Don't worry, Rob, you're going to get through this. You're going to be fine. Yes, you're going to feel like this for a while, but you are going to get through it. And it was something as simple as that, as simple as an affirmation, a form of self-talk that would then help me to get through my kind of depressive points in my life at that point. And to note, this is my experience of when I struggled with my mental health when after my cancer diagnosis and going through treatment and everything. And it was always a big thing, especially to do with perspective and having this mindset shift to be able to realize that I was going to get through what I was going through and that I could have control over my life. I could look at my life differently to how I had been previously. Because it is so easy for us to get into this kind of box, to box yourself in of that I am feeling this way. And that is the only way I can react. I am feeling depressed. So I will react with the emotion of feeling depressed, of feeling sad, of feeling down, that you will take those feelings and then react in a way that fills the stereotype in some ways, that fills how your feelings are. And so what we have to find is where can we have those moments of control and that we can take back control. And I think that for at least the majority of people who have struggled with their mental health and like me have been through a depressive episode or have been through an episode of where you feel anxious for a certain period of time, you are able to find ways that you can change your perspective, that you can control what you do and how you react to be able to help your mental health and to improve your mental well-being. I in particular wanted to touch upon an emotion that I think links really closely to this in terms of control, and that is the emotion of anger. So a lot of the time, when we are in arguments, or we're on the verge of an argument, or that we think that something like that is going to happen, that there's going to be a shouting match, you're going to be swearing at each other, and, and maybe you're just disagreeing with somebody. It can be something as simple as that, as that we can change the wording of what we're going to do next. So rather than reacting, we can respond. And this is something which is also spoken about within relationships, 
as humans, we have to be able to work together. And if we react all the time and we're impulsive with how our emotions are coming back at another human being, it can actually massively affect how that person feels for one, but also how you feel. Because you all of a sudden put yourself in that box of, I am angry right now. I am feeling this way and my emotion is this. And so I'm going to act like that and make sure that you, whoever I'm talking to, understands that I am angry. When the truth is that you don't have to do that. You can feel that anger boiling up inside of you, but you can respond in a different way. You don't have to match the feeling of anger with the emotion of anger. You can have the feeling of anger and then have the emotion of feeling, uh, of being, it's hard because emotion and feeling cross over so much, of feeling sympathetic, of having the emotion of sympathy, or having the emotion of that you're going to be kind, or that you're going to be constructive. Whatever it may be, we can react in a different way. And I think that once we understand that within the context of our lives, that can help us to ultimately improve our mental well-being and improve our mental health and improve how we interact with each other. Because if we're forever reacting, then we're never going to get anywhere. We're never going to solve all these major world problems. We're never going to build authentic, loving relationships. We're just forever going to be shouting at each other or crying at each other, hurling swear words at each other, or just hurling our feelings at somebody else just because we want to get rid of those feelings. And so we have to think about how we can respond. And I think the ultimate superpower in terms of understanding how you can respond better and how you can control your emotion better is in fact all to do with self-awareness. You have to be self-aware not after the event, because once it's after the event, it's a bit too late and the moment has already happened. But if you're able to be self-aware within the moment, within the present time of whatever event may be occurring or whatever is happening that is causing you to have this feeling, if you have the self-awareness to understand that, okay, I'm feeling this way, and normally Robert would react like this, but this time I'm going to try my hardest to in fact react like this. And as I say, this can apply to a multitude of contexts and can even link back to our own mental health. It can be Robert saying that normally I feel this feeling of my chest tightening and of my head really hurting like a headache and that's me feeling anxious. And normally Robert's response would be to kind of curl up in a ball and go to bed and just cry about it and try not to and try to get rid of that feeling by going to sleep or just by trying to run away from it. Or my response could be something that is more constructive, that could be reaching out to a friend to talk to them. It could be an action of deciding to go and go and do some exercise to relieve the feeling to do some meditation to do some mindfulness to do some journaling whatever it may be as long as we have the self-awareness to understand how we can control our emotions and change how we respond in our day-to-day -day lives then ultimately we can actually improve 
our mental well-being and we can improve our relationships that we have with our friends, with our girlfriend or boyfriend, with our family, with your dog, whoever it may be, you can improve those relationships. And ultimately, as our tribalism kind of comes back to our human nature, by us having better relationships with others across this world, across this planet, across cultural backgrounds, races, sexual identify and identifications, whatever it may be, genders, we can then live happier lives, happier and more fulfilled lives. And I'm sure that for so many, that is the North Star, that you want to be happy. And the truth is you can control your emotion to be happy. Happiness is a choice. Sadness is a choice. Anger is a choice. So many of our emotions are choices. The feelings aren't always, but the emotions certainly are. And how we respond is up to us. If you want to respond in the way that is more reactive, then go for it. And I'm sure that there are contexts of where it works, but in the majority, it doesn't. It doesn't help you and it doesn't help the other people who are in that situation as well. Whilst if you focus more on how you're going to respond, how you can control your emotion within that time, and how you can do it in a positive way that actually helps you and helps those around you, then that's the way to go. Because one little thing that I will add, just to clarify, is to do with that when I say in terms of controlling your emotions, you don't want to take this as a way of packaging away what you are feeling. That isn't the message. It may come across as though that that's what it seems like. It's like, oh, Rob, so if I feel this certain way and I could react in this certain way, no, no, I shouldn't react like that. And so I should react in a way that is uh, more helpful for those around me. No, you are priority number one. Your health and in particular, your mental health is priority number one. And so you react better wording would be you respond in the way that is going to help you with your mental health and help you with the feeling that you are processing. And as long as you make that decision and that decision is right for you to feel better and it's not based upon just purely how others feel, but they can come into consideration with it, you have to find a balance and they come into consideration with it then that will ultimately feel like the right choice, the right way to respond. And there's also a reason why I'm struggling to tell you exactly of how to respond, because there are so many situations we go through in life and so many times of where I'm going to be honest, of where I've had the self-awareness to know, okay, this is how I'm going to respond. So much of it comes down to your gut instinct, not your reaction of just a snap reaction, but your gut instinct of going, okay, I think if I respond in this way and I have control of my emotion in this way, it will benefit me 
and it will benefit those around me. As long as you do that, you can't ask anymore. As long as you have the self-awareness and the control of your emotion and your response, you can't ask for any more. Now, I think this is a really interesting topic. So let me know what you think in the comments below. And maybe we can even make a part two of this because I can go on for so long about this in terms of our emotions and feelings and everything. And it's also so subjective. It's so interesting of how us as humans, we feel in different ways and our feelings of sadness, of anger, of happiness, of love or whatever it may be are so different, but also so similar in some ways. And so let me know in the comments below if you really like this episode and I will 100% make a part two. But anyways, we're coming to the end of episode 19. Thank you so much for listening to the Rob Talks podcast. And I will see you next week for the next Rob Talks video. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.